Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? I'm CT. I'm Kyle, and you're listening to What's Up, Nephew? Powered by Athletes 360. Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? I'm like, what's up? Where you been? What you know about? Oh, no. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up with you? Oh, yeah. What's up, nephew? Yeah, what's up, nephew? What's up? You ready to get started today, man? Yeah, I'm ready. Hi right, everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of What's Up Nephew. Um, today we're going to talk about another unfortunate incident of a police shooting in Wisconsin. And we're going to talk about all the sports league's response to that. And we're going to introduce our Athlete of the Week, Colin Kaepernick. So let's jump right in. Uh, so first, we got this for that question. And um, well, my first question, I wanted to ask, what has been the best play from this week so far? Jamal Murray's 360 layup or Victor Robles' double play from center field? Mm, that's a tough one. Um, uh, you go first. Which one you got? Um, I'm going to go with Victor Robles' double play from center field. Uh, I'm going with that because... Like, the throw, like, okay, first the catch. Catch was amazing. And then the throw from the distance at where he threw it from to get it right to that, like, the, the exact spot to get right. the out. It, just, it was a very cool play to me. I liked it. Yeah, that was a great play. Like, from deep center field to throw the ball, like, almost 300 feet, like, on a, on a, on a line. Like perfectly, the um, first baseman didn't have to move. That was a good play. But I think I'm gonna have to go with the Jamal Murray layup. I mean, I just really like the control of his body, like the way he was able to control his body in the air, 360 turn, find the rim and just lay it up like soft. Like you know, he had control the entire time. So I'm gonna have to go with Jamal Murray's layup. It was smooth. All right, my next question. Um, best crossover in basketball history in my eyes. Tim Hardaway's Bradley Iverson's. Ooh. Ooh. That's a tough one again. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with Iverson. You know, VA stand up. Gotta represent the hometown, the home team, the home player. Um, you know, Iverson was the person when I saw his crossover. You know, after the game, commercials, you know, halftime, I'm outside trying to perfect, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they, they had to change the rules because of that crossover. Like, they changed the Palmer rules in the NBA because of Iverson's crossover. And it couldn't be stopped. So, like, even when they changed the rules, nobody still could stop it. So, I'm going to have to go with Iverson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Iverson, too. Um, the thing for the thing that got me with Iverson's crossover is the fact that he crossed Michael Jordan, and that just <laughs> solidified his cross in history in my eyes. So yeah, I'm not gonna go with Allen Iverson's, and his cross was just, it was just it was just like a killer move. Like 
It's like it was a very unstoppable move, and it got a lot of people. So, yeah, I mean, Tim Hardaway's crossover was tough too. But you know, if I had to pick, like, I gotta go with with the hometown hero, um, Iverson. <laughs> All right, next question: Who's the best sports fan, Spike Lee or Zach Nicholson? Ooh, ooh, who you got? I'm going with Spike Lee. What? Spike Lee. I mean, recently, he has been cool with the Knicks, and he has been, like, at their games and all that stuff. Sure, But sure. just from the past, he was, like, at every game, every Knicks home game in that same spot, same seat, at every game. He was with them at their worst times. He was with them at their best times. He just was always with them. And he always promoted his team, so... I'm gonna go with Spike Lee, but I mean that's basically what Jack does too, though. It's just his his team is the Showtime Lakers, right? So they ain't really had no downtime. I mean, but at the same time, when they were down, like these, what last the last decade? How long have they been down for? Last, yeah, I guess for the last decade, Jack has been in all the yeah. games. Um, he's buying tickets. You know those tickets, those courtside tickets aren't cheap. Um, but yeah. you can you can expect to see Jack at the game. He's gonna bring his friends. I actually think it might be a tie. For real, for real. <laughs> like both of them are super fans. Both of them are like die die hard. I don't even know why. Um sometimes they still support their teams like you know the stuff that they do, <laughs> but they still love their squad. So, but yeah. I go with Jack on this. I'm gonna go with Jack. All right, but um, all right. Last question: What's the most addictive sports game? Two K or Madden? Hmm. Ooh, that's tough. What you got? I'm going with Two K all the way. Yeah, I get okay. Madden every year. I played for like three weeks and never touch it again. Every year. I get 2K every year. And that's the game. I probably I probably take like a two-month break off of it. But then, like, I go like three months straight playing it every day. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go with 2K. That's my game right there. So, for me, you know, 2K can be addicting, like, especially when you do, um, the my player mode, when you create a player, you know, take it through pre-draft and get it drafted and, you know, trying to make your player be an a, a MVP and a champion. You can find yourself being up till the sun comes up for weeks at a time. <laughs> um, but I think I'm going to go with Madden. You know, Madden is real addictive to me because I think um, the complexity of some of the, you know, controlling what you got to do with Madden like you know being able to control the players you got to you know time it just right to get an interception or deflect the pass and control the players precisely you know so I think that right there is addicting to me it's like dang I got to keep this perfect I got to keep going I got to keep working until I get it perfect so I'm gonna go with Madden can't do that 2k all the way all right that was my last final question all right, so let's move on to our next segment. What's happening? What's, what's happening? 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 What
was NNA, was NNA, 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 NNA. Okay, so, um, you know, this week's segment, what's happening? You know, I just really wanted to take the time, you know, to really talk about, um, the incident in, in Wisconsin. Um, Jacob Blake, you know, he was shot seven times for the police. Um, thankfully, you know, he's, he's still alive right now. Um, he's um, in stable condition currently. But, you know, just really, you know, shook up the world, right? You know, a lot of the things that's been happening, you know, talking about, you know, all the protests that's been going on, um, fighting all the systemic racism, fighting police brutality, and then yet again, it happens. So, first of all, I just wanted to you know, say like, what was your thoughts when you heard about this incident? Um, I thought when I heard this incident, um, I feel like we're starting to like, I feel like this is like kind of becoming a norm. Like, I just feel like I hear it, hear a different black person get shot by a white cop like every week or every other week. I, that's why I just feel like, I just feel like I hear it so much now. And I feel like it's just starting to become a norm. And I feel like change needs to be done now and like I just feel like I don't know what what makes us black people I don't know what triggers like white people to just be so scared of us like, I don't know what scares them about us and I don't know just hearing that it just really had hurt me it's just I don't know. yeah um you know for me my when I heard it you know it it's one of the things, like, because it happens so often, like you said, um, it could be one of those things where you can become immune to it, right? It's like, yeah. you know, you hear it, you're like, all right, and just roll it off. But, like, these last couple of incidents, you know, have really stuck to me. So, you know, when I heard about Jacob Blake getting shot seven times, um, you know, I heard that he had his kids in the car. You know, when I heard that he was breaking up a fight, you know, doing the right thing, you know, it just got my emotions all over the place. You know, um, you know, as a black man, as a father to a black young boy, to a black little girl, um, an uncle, a big cousin, a coach, you know, I'm scared. I'm scared for myself. You know, I'm scared for y'all. And, it, and it's just like, it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm you know, constantly wonder like whether or not you know when I'm talking to you when I'm talking to um, my athletes my players like am, are we telling y'all the right thing um, are we telling y'all what to do how to prepare y'all for these situations but then the truth the frustration with that is it really don't matter what you do right if you comply you could die if you don't comply you can die if you got handcuffs on you can die you know what I'm saying? If you if you're doing the right thing, you're breaking up a fight. You, if you're a kid and you playing in the park, minding your business, you can die. So it's, it it doesn't matter. Like your life is at risk at all. So it's just like, you know, I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm sick, I'm sad, I'm scared, I'm, I'm everything. And I really just wish that you know, people, the world would see us the way that we see, that we see each other, right? Um, you know. You know, you just 
not too long ago, you know, you told me that you, you know, you got your learners, you know, you're about to turn 16, you know, you're exciting. But for me, it's like, dang, you know, it's a little bit of sadness in there because, you know, it's, it's, I'm just thinking about, you know, usually when you out, you know, I know you probably with your pops, you with us, you somewhere. But then now it's about to be like, oh, you about to go out on your own or whatever. So, you know, it's one of those things that um, kind of worries me a little bit. Probably worries your dad just a little bit. But I don't know. So, yeah, it this thing kind of really has my emotions all over the place. Um, yeah, so, like, I was I wanted to ask you, like, being a young black man, you know, um, are are there times when you might be out with your friends or in certain situations? Are you are you ever afraid or you know feel unsafe? Um, can't find example. Just the other day, I was riding with my friend. Um, we was coming from Home Depot getting some paint, and we were driving, and it was a cop driving behind us. And me, knowing all the stuff that's been going around, see two young black kids in the car together, I just felt like something might happen. So I just told my friend to make a turn somewhere else so the cops could just keep going and he would not be behind us. But, like, yes, it makes me, like, very scared hearing all the stuff that's going around. And it's like, most of the times when I'm with my friends, it's not just two of us. It's probably, like, three, four of us. And I just feel like if a cop were to see four young black men in a, four young black men in a car I just feel like that there's a sense that we're doing something that we're actually not and I just feel like it's just gonna cause a lot of trouble that doesn't need to be caused so yeah and, and like I said it just goes back to one of those things like so what what is the right thing for us to tell you to do in those situations for for your friends parents to tell you because it's like it don't matter Lately, yeah. it, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter what we tell y'all. So that's one of the most frustrating, frustrating things in this situation. Um, so you know, in response to this news, um, and and you know some of the the sports teams. So we have like the NFL, um, MLB, NHL, MLS, WNBA. They've all. Um, can't postpone postpone games this week. So um, as we're doing this podcast as of Thursday night, um, all those teams have postponed games Wednesday. They postponed games for Thursday, and some have even postponed to Friday. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts about the players? You know, standing up against us and saying we're not we're not going to play. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I kind of mixed emotions about that because I feel like it's bringing awareness to the situation to all the stuff that's going on and all that stuff but I don't feel like them canceling basketball games is going to make them change the things that they're doing I feel like for years this all this type of stuff has been going on and I feel like just because a single basketball game or not a single basketball game but a whole entire season is being canceled I don't feel like it's going to change the way people think and the way people move and the way people act I, I still don't see that changing the fear that some people have of us black people so mm. I have mixed emotions about that because I like the fact that they're doing that because I feel like that they're using a platform to do something good and that they're promoting and bringing awareness to all, to all the stuff that's going on in the world 
but I don't feel like it's really gonna make a change or do make anything better as of right now. So. Right. Well, for me, I feel like it's a start, right? So, yeah. um, and and the, the guy's name is is blank. I can't think of his name right now, but there's this poem, and in the poem, you know, he's explaining the why his son won't play football, right? And he and in the end, he said, um, they don't respect. Or understand my struggle, and they don't get my muscle. And I think that's that's the re- that's the response to that these players are having right now, right? So we going through we having this this problem when when they killing us, this um, systemic racism, police brutality. They they just killing us, people that look like me. And usually it's just politics as usual. Usually it's just like. All right, another another kid died today. Another kid got shot. Another man got shot by the police. Another woman, and we still we still out here entertaining y'all. We still putting smiles on y'all's faces, even though they killing people that look like me. They killing people in, in my community where I'm from, where I was raised in. So I respect it. I respect what they doing because I feel like it's a start. But now I think. I feel like I, I agree with you said. Like you know, you know, why do you think that they're just doing it now? Like it, it's been happening. So I wonder what is the change. But I'm glad to see the change. Like I kind of think, you know, Kyrie he kind of started this right. You remember when he was like, you know, going to the bubble. It's going to be a distraction, a distraction. Yeah. And I, I feel like the way that they stood up and said that we're not going to play shows that they was like, you know what? We're not going to be the distraction that people thought that we were going to be, right? So we're not going to play because we need to do something about this. So now I just hope they really get together. I hope they get with some of the organizers that are out in these communities um, and really demand some real change. What are your thoughts? Um, like I said, I really do like the fact that they're doing it because I feel like it's bringing a lot of awareness to the situation. Hopefully it could, you know, spark some or, you know, cause a little bit of change. And, um, yeah, I do feel like Kyrie Irving really did start the wave. And so he spoke his mind. He actually did feel like it was going to become a distraction. And I kind of feel like it did kind of become a distraction at a point because I feel like at one point, all I seen down my timeline was BLM, um, Blackout Tuesday, all this stuff. I seen all this stuff about Black Lives Matters and all that stuff. And then... The NBA came back around, and my timeline was now flooded with um, Jamal Murray 360 layup, um, Luka Doncic doing this straight basketball. A little yeah. bit still talking about Black Lives Matters, but it was like it kind of. I felt like it really did cause a, a distraction, and it really I feel like kind of shined over all the stuff that's going on right now. So yeah. I kind of do feel like Kyrie was right saying that it was gonna cause a distraction, and with them postponing it, I feel like. Like I said, it's bringing a whole bunch more awareness back to the situations that's going on in today's world. So, yeah. So, you know, by them. So, like, one of the things that you know, the way the media tried to kind of, um, I guess change it. Well, I guess it did happen. So, you know, they all said like the NBA cancels games or um, MLS cancels these games for Thursday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But we know the truth of the matter is, is those players said we're not playing. 
right? It yeah. started off. It started off with um, the Bucks, and and I think that's what's up that the Bucks started this way, being that the the, the shooting of um, Milwaukee happened in Wisconsin, right? So I'm really glad that they did that. So they said we're not gonna play, and then you know I'm, I'm pretty sure the Magic was like, well, wait a minute, we ain't gonna play either. You know what I'm saying? So I think. I, I like the way that it happened. So I like the way that the players started this way. Like, and shout out to to these organizations, to to the NBA, to the MLS, to the WNBA for supporting their players and say, you know what, we just gonna cancel these games. We're gonna push this thing back for a little bit. But now I think it's it's time for the players to to put a little fire under these owners and like really make some real action happen. Like these owners are, are billionaires. And we all know that money talks, right? The Washington football team <laughs> wasn't going to change their name until, um, you know, they started losing sponsorship. You know, the the FedEx FedEx said, you know what, y'all need to change their name. When minority owners of the team were like, you know what, we want to sell our shares because we don't want to be a part of it. So. Let's do this. Let's let's do this to, to these cities. So Milwaukee, the Bucks, we got Green Bay Packers, um, we got the Milwaukee Brewers. Let's be like, you know what? We don't want um, these um, police departments to secure our stadiums during our games, right? Um, if y'all don't do nothing about this, y'all don't charge this man. Um, if y'all don't really take a deep look at the way that your police are operating. Shoot, we might find another city to play. Like I think they should really, you know, really make the force these cities hands, force these states, force these politicians, force these governments hands, and let's really, you know, make make some real change. What are you? What are your thoughts about that? Um, I feel like that's smart. I mean, I feel like because sports brings brings in a lot of money. Yep. So if you take like all your sports teams in that state, just think about how the economy is gonna look. That's a lot of money being taken out of their economy because yep. sports brings a lot of that money. So I like the fact of that thinking that like okay, if nothing changes, if it's no change, no progress being seen or anything like that, we will move somewhere else. And that's just gonna hurt their economy. So I feel like that kind of forces them, like that puts a whole bunch of pressure on them to like make some type of change and fix some type of thing. So I really do like the idea. That's a very, very strong idea in my eyes. Yeah, I yeah. like that. And to be honest, I don't know any um, government official or heck, even even a citizen of a town, of a city that don't want a professional team in their in their city. So I think that, that would really make some make them make some moves, right? You know, I remember um you remember when Georgia were, was thinking about making a um, the the bathroom, the law about the um, the bathrooms where you had to use the bathroom that you were born, the gender that you were born. Do you remember they were getting ready to pass yeah. that law, in Georgia? Yeah, and that. and the film industry was like, "Yo, what? Pass that law, and we out." You know, yeah, all that. the major, a lot of the major movies are shot in Georgia. It in like, we make so much money from the film film industry, and because they said that, you know what, 
Georgia was like, oh, we ain't gonna sign this bill. Nope, bye. Yeah, we don't I mean. want it. So <laughs> I, I think I think these billionaire owners, the Mark Cubans of the world, um, Jerry Jones, um, I, I can't I can't even think of owners right now. You know all the owners. So I think they got enough pull, enough influence to be able to really make some real change. And I like to see them use use that right now. It's like it, it's it's important that they use use that influence right now. So I'm calling you out. I'm calling out all these owners, you know, NBA, NFL, MLB, um, WNBA, MLS, NHL. Let's really get some real change going on in this world. All right. Um, so let's move on to our next segment. And now, the athlete of the week. All right. So... You know, with with the stand that these athletes have been making this week um, against police brutality, against unjust killing, I felt that it was only right to um, talk about the person, the athlete that really started this as far as, like, in current, in modern day, like, in, in, in today's time, Colin Kaepernick. So, Makai, I'm going to ask you, what do you know about Colin Kaepernick? Colin Kaepernick. Um, so like he came, he caused a lot of movement, and he brought a lot of awareness to a lot of things by taking a, a knee during the national anthem. Um, football career got cut short because of his beliefs and his opinions, which I really don't agree with. With the NFL by doing that, and how a lot of a lot of teams passed up on him being that. He had been to a Super Bowl before. All these accolades and achievements that he had done, proving that he was a great quarterback, and all these teams is passing up on him now because of him kneeling during the during the um, national anthem. So I really didn't agree with that. But Colin Kaepernick, um, he was an amazing football player. Um, this is causing a lot of change now. Now he's a um, civil rights activist, and yeah, that's all I know about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, well, that's a great start. That, that that really sums up Colin. So, just to give a little more background information, um, Colin Kaepernick was born November third, nineteen eighty-seven, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, and then you know he he was adopted, and he ended up you know growing up in California. Um, when he was eight years old, he began playing youth football as a defensive end and punter. And then at nine. He was the starting quarterback for his youth team, and that started him, you know, playing quarterback. He was a 4.0 student in high school, and he played football, basketball, baseball, and he was nominated for all state and all three of those sports his senior year. Um, he received most of his accolades in, as a baseball pitcher, um, and in baseball, he had several scholarship offers, but he wanted to play college football. And um, the only college that had a, gave him an offer was the University of Nevada. So he signed with Nevada in 2006. Um, in his collegiate career, he, fin- he ended up finishing with over 10,000 passing yards, 82 passing touchdowns, um, over 4,000 rushing yards, and 59 rushing touchdowns. And he became the first quarterback in FBS history um, to pass over 10,000 yards and rush for over 4,000 yards in his career. So that right there, he was starting that, that goat talk right there. <laughs> um, 
in 2011 was drafted by the San Francisco 49ers in the second round with the second round fourth and fourth pick in the second round um, and like you like you talked about earlier in just the second season um, he helped lead the 49ers to a Super Bowl and then the following year he led them to the NFC Championship and in both of those games he came within like one play if, if a play would have just happened differently um he would he we, we could be talking about a two time Super Bowl champion. Um so let's fast forward a little bit to the two thousand sixteen season, um, when he actually began protesting. So you know well, so let's let me just talk about so Kaepernick during the third game of the um preseason, Kaepernick he set during the playing of the national anthem. Um to protest against racial injustice, police brutality, and systemic oppression in this country. Um, and to be honest, when he first did it, he didn't do it because other for anything other than that's how he felt, right? He wasn't trying to make... He wasn't trying to get the media to cover him. Um, he wasn't trying to make a big splash. That was just like a personal feeling that he had. So, you know during the National Anthem and actually he had done it the previous two games before so he did this he sat down and I guess there was a reporter that noticed that he did it during the third game right so mm-hmm. you know they asked him about him they asked him about it he you know he was like you know he can't you know stand for a National Anthem that doesn't represent me and you know that's how he felt so you know you know he, he called his you know People started criticizing him for it, and people started giving him a grief. You know, you don't sit for the, you know, flag. You know, you know how it goes. You know, you don't sit. You know, you got the president jumping in and all these things. So, you know, he talked with a, a veteran, and you know, they decided that he would kneel. So, the following week and throughout the the 2016 season, Kaepernick he kneeled during the the anthem, and you know, that really just started his calling or started him leading. Um, the call to stand against systemic racism, police brutality in this nation. Um, so, you know, after that season, he was released by the 49ers, and he hasn't played an NFL game since. And, um, you know, but just about, you know, some of the other things that he's, he has done, like you said, he's, he's became like the spokesperson, the, the go-to advocate, the go-to activist for, for this cause. So because, during that, you know, he's donated over a million dollars to organizations um, that work in oppressed communities. Um, he's inspired NFL players other and other professional athletes to conduct different forms of protest, speak out of, about these issues. Um, he's co-founded the Know Your Rights campaign. It's an organization which um, holds free seminars to disadvantaged youth to teach them about self-improvement, American history, and legal rights. Um, and then, you know, just this year, not too, a couple of months ago, um, after Ka- Kaepernick was, you know, blackballed by the NFL for over three years, the NFL finally admitted that, you know, Cap was right. Yeah, Although they haven't gave him the apology that I'm looking for or a job, they did admit that, you know, he was right. Um, 
and to be honest, you know, when I look at what's going on in this country and I and I see, you know, how people are reacting to protests and how, you know, protesters are getting killed and and how they get shot at with gas, bullets and and getting all these types of injuries and the way they treat it, I think, you know, it's kind of because of the way that fans and leaders of this nation reacted to Kaepernick's peaceful protest. And it's not, I don't think it's fair because, you know, freedom of speech is one of the fundamental truths of being an American, right? And yeah. they acting like it's a problem to protest. Like, protesting is for, is to protest against your government. It's to protest of, 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 of things that aren't right. So we can't, if we can't protest in America, what makes us any better than any of these other nations, right? If if our freedom yeah. to protest is, is going. So I think I actually think um the way we treated Kaepernick, the country this country treated Kaepernick started it. But um so I know when when actually when Kaepernick was going through all this, you know, when I did the math, you were just about eleven years old. So I don't know if you really knew that like he really gave up a lot, you know, to to um to 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 protest against systemic racism in this country. Like he won't he won't no scrub. You know, like you know, a lot of people they try to to write this narrative that like Cap wasn't that good. He was on a down year, but this man led his team to to the Super Bowl his second year. Like so, he this guy won't no scrub. So, so, what are your thoughts about Captain Nick? And did I did I teach you anything new, or did you know already know these things? What are your thoughts? Um, uh, really didn't teach me anything new. But my thoughts is like, okay, for this man to lead his team to the Super Bowl in his second season, the second season in a, in the league, he led his team to the Super Bowl, and now no team won't pick him up. Right. I, I like Colin Kaepernick was probably on the verge of being one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Being he was young, yeah, he really had it. He wasn't in the league for that long. He still was young, so I feel like if he would have stayed in the league by now, he would have most definitely been one of the top QBs. Definitely. But I just feel like because of his beliefs and the way he felt and seeing things, he's getting punished for it. When I feel like. Isn't like the isn't it like number one in a bill of rights or something like that? It's like you got the freedom of speech, beliefs, all that type of yep. stuff like that, right? Right. And he get punished and criticized on his beliefs to where they took him all the way out the NFL and won't no team pick him up. No he team. He didn't two Super Bowls, almost won two Super Bowls, and won't no team pick him up. Won't no team give him a chance. I just, I really don't like that at all. And it just makes me so mad. Yeah. But that's so, today's world. So one of the other things that I wanted to ask is like, do you think, okay, so now, you know, so Kaepernick, you know, he got this, he kind of got seen as the bad guy for, for kneeling, right? For protesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and today it's almost like if you don't protest, if you don't take a knee, you are the bad guy. Right? Yeah. Did, have you noticed that? 
So I was gonna ask you like, yeah. do you think that? Um, well, no, they do. But let me ask you, what are your thoughts about the way that Cap was portrayed back four years ago and the way athletes are portrayed now, as far as like protesting? Now I feel like the people that aren't doing anything is being considered bad guys. Cause I feel like now it's like. It's almost kind of like to like a requirement. Like you got this platform, you got to use it now. It's right. like we getting tired of this. We getting sick and tired of this. We can't take no more of this. Use your platform. We need y'all to use our platform. And like it still was bad back then, but I don't think people were taking it as heavily as we are now. Yeah. So, people probably was just looking at him as like, okay. Like, what, why are you doing this? Like, why are you being extra? Why are you just trying to stand out from everybody? When, no, he never was really a bad guy. He never was the, the bad guy. He was really just doing what he believed in and fighting for what he thought was right. Yeah. So, I don't see no bad guys in today's athletes back when he did what he did because everybody has different beliefs. Everybody feel like, okay... Um, I don't have to wear, I don't have to have this statement on the back of my jersey for things to change. Or I don't have to sit out a basketball game for things to change. We probably got to do something else. So I don't, I don't feel like there is no bad guys in either of these situations. I just feel like people have different beliefs and people have different ways of how they want to do things. So Yeah. And um, to be honest, though, also, it, it's, it's, it's no risk to protest. So today, in today's time, like Kaepernick, he really risked it all to protest. Like you know, even I don't know if it was the second after the first season that he stuck set out, or the second, whatever off season it was. But you know, teams asked him like, if, if you come back, will you kneel? And he said, yeah. So that caused him not to get a job again, right? So today's athletes don't have no risks, right? <laughs> It's like you can deal, and it's really gonna be no. It's gonna be no um, repercussions to you kneeling, or you, you can't. You don't have to fear losing your job to wear a Black Lives Matter shirt. So it, it just shows you truly the type of leader that Cap was, but also um, how how willing he was to fight for something that he believed in. And the other question I was gonna ask you is like. What if some of the, the bigger name athletes would have took a bigger stand with Cap four years ago? Do you think he'll be in a different place today? Um, I don't know. Like, so, honestly, you know, we, we have, like, the LeBrons. You know, they said stuff. LeBron would say something. Um, some of the other NFL team players, you know, Bill Beckham, some of those guys like that, Dak Prescott, um, I don't even know, no, Dak wasn't in the league at the time, but, um, um, man, I'm blanking on people's names, so you got, um, I guess when it, when it happened, you, you got, like, what if the Drew Brees, the Aaron Rodgers, those type of players would have supported, they would have supported Kaepernick and what he did and be like you know I, I 
I'm actually going to deal with you. I am going to write. Because, you know, most everybody's reaction was, you don't disrespect the flag. You don't disrespect yeah. our military. That was the thing. When the fact was, he wasn't doing it, right? He spoke with a military veteran and told him, let's take a knee instead of sitting down. So, if if the bigger name athletes, if the more prominent athletes would have supported him, do you think Cat would be in the league? Or actually, do you would think we would have had more advancement on this cause, on this fight? Honestly, I don't think we would have had advancement. Mm. Just because I just feel like it's a lot of fear in a lot of people's hearts nowadays. It's like, it's like you see a black person with a hood on it. And I feel like uh, black people is just very stereotypical. Like, everybody just want to have a stereotype for a black person. You see a black person with a hood on Oh, he might be dangerous. Mm. You see a bunch of young black men in a car together. Oh, they might be doing something they're not supposed to. Like, I just feel like being black, you can't, you can't live life normally. Like, you can't just go out and just live life freely without being considered as a threat or looked at as a threat. And so I don't feel like, even if back then, if they would have started this back then, it would have caused progress because it's just, I just feel like it's just so much fear built in a lot of people's hearts. And some people is just, it's, they're, ra- they're raised with this fear in their heart. Like, their parents probably really didn't like black people and stuff like that. And a lot of people are, well, not a lot of people, but some people are raised like that. Mm. So I just feel like it's a lot of fear in people's hearts with black people. And so I honestly don't feel like if something would happen back then, it would change anything today. But I do feel like if the big big names back then, like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and stuff like that, they would have stood with him and also took knees during this, during that time. I feel like Cap probably would still be in the league. But at the same time, I don't know because I feel like the color of his skin and a lot of NFL owners, and it's like they really don't like the fact that he even brought up the idea of even doing that. Right, right, yeah. So I feel like they still would have helped, like, looked at him a certain type of way, like, what made you just even do that? Like, what made you just even think to take a, a knee during the national anthem? Like, why disrespect this country like that? So... Yeah, that's how I feel about it. But I do feel like he, he probably, yeah, I do actually feel like he would have a job. He would. Mm. Yeah, I think he would. I think, you know, just like the NFL players put out that video a couple of months ago and said, you know, my life matters, black lives, black lives matter. I think if they would have done that, the big names in the league, Cat would have been still in the league. Um, but yeah, so. That was our athlete of the week. You know, I, late this week, you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, rightfully so, but, you know, a lot of people paying hom- homage to um, the Muhammad Ali's of the world, um, the Bill Russell's, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And as, as activists and um, prominent athletes, they were instrumental and, and big as far as, you know, you know, the athletes having a voice, but a lot of I, I I think you can't forget Colin Kaepernick, and he was the one that you know recently started this and and really risked a lot for the athletes today to be able to protest without any repercussions and to be able to use that voice. So I just wanted to shout out I athlete of the week Colin Kaepernick. Um, 
And, you know, just really to close out, you know, I just wanted to ask you, like, you know, when, when, when you, when we see, when you see videos like this, um, and, you know, you still got to go to school or, you know, that's, that's one of the unfortunate things about, you know, being black in this time is right. You got to go to work, go to school, you see these videos circulating around, then you got to live your normal life and deal with it. So, what are you doing during these times to to stay well, keep your mind clear? Um, taking some time off social media, taking some time off social media, taking some time off my phone. Honestly, um, playing basketball, just still trying to stay focused on that, trying to keep my mind clear. Um, just basically just doing a lot of things that I like to do. So like playing my game, talking to my friends. It's playing basketball, and then it's just—it's just like I really don't want to just sit and just focus on it because I just like—I just feel like I would be real mad just thinking about all this stuff that's going on right now. So right. I try my hardest to get myself a break from social media, from seeing all these disturbing videos and hearing all this stuff that's going on. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, like you know, that's that's for me too. Like you know, during these times, you know. My number one thing is like, is like working out. So whether that's you know you know lately you know I haven't been able to make it to the gym because um, of you know the pandemic. So go for a job. Um, you know using my equipment at home to work out. Those type type of things to clear my mind. But also one of the things that's been helping for me as well is you know talking with family, talking with friends, and um, you know just trying to get get your mind off of it you know being on social media that's a good one to stay off of that because that could frustrate you and keep you hot hot and mad so and that's good um and you know that's one of the other things that i want to say you know i know i know that you always watch these videos um but some, sometimes you know if it's too much or or you feel like that you can't take it, it's okay not to watch them too, right? It's okay to sometimes be like, you know what? I'm not going to watch this one. Because um, that can be a lot on your mind. I know it's a lot for me. And, you know, I'm 32 years old. So, you know, to, to, to be a 15-year-old kid, it's, it's okay not to watch those videos. Um, another thing is like, you know, when I'm so on social media and I see some of my athletes and, you know, they have classmates and stuff that are saying crazy stuff, you know, you know, like, why didn't, you know, he comply? Um, you know, what about the black on black crime? You know, all those crazy things. And I'm pretty sure you see it too. Like, you know, one of the lucky yeah. things right now is we're not in school. So you don't have to see these people that are saying these type of things at school, but still probably gonna sit on social media they're gonna post crazy memes and stuff on online you don't have to respond to those either like um block those people they don't really know what they're talking about you know they they take in points that they hear other adults other ignorant simple-minded people and pushing those points and they don't know what they're talking about so don't reply don't respond because that's what they want you to do Right, they want you to prove them right. They want you to prove that you 
gonna you blow up like this, you'll blow up like this. So that justifies the police being scared. So you don't have to respond to that. And then like for me, um it's okay to be numb. Like it's okay to be like, man, it's just another day as a black boy, a black man in America. And sometimes that's that's a that's a uh, okay feeling to have as well. Um, so, yeah, that's just a few of my tips, you know, to try to help me get through this. Um, I think we're a little bit over our time, so we don't have time for our ask uncle nephew questions. But I, before we left, I did want to um, leave you guys with a, a quote. It's a quote from um, Barbara Corcoran, and it says, My best successes have come on the hills of failures. And Makai, what, what song are we going to close out with tonight, man? I'm closing out with Wishing for a Hero by Polo G. And the and reason why I'm choosing this I'm choosing this song because I feel like in this song, Polo G basically saying that you feel like a lot of people they make it and make it to this to whatever they want to do. They make it big time, right? And then they, they never give back. They never come back and support what they had to go through and help the youth to make sure that they actually have a future and have somewhere, like, have a goal to actually strive for. And I just feel like in that song, that's basically what he's talking about. And also he's talking about how it's hard out here being black. It's hard out here to just walk down the street without being seen as a threat. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's our show tonight. I'm, I'm glad that I got to have this conversation with you. I love you, nephew. I'm too, man. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Good night. All right, good night. Well-respected in this hip-hop. Lil' Polo be spitting facts. A lot of rappers doing way more stunning than giving back. You ain't my color, then you don't know the struggle of living black. Cops kill us and we protest. What type of is that, man? If the police shoot at one of my brothers, I'm blicking back. We hate each other, so we just want to score and go tip for tat. All these shorties want his points. They ain't chasing a different stat. Really risking it all. What's the point when that rat? 17, got 40 years in that court when we getting cracked. Stuck in this system, they just watching us fail while they sitting back. The government cutting checks, but can't cut it with some slack. It's hard to get a job, so we hustling and flip a pack. It's all a setup. No wonder why they call us trap. Life was messed up, but matter of time to that snap. Post traumatic stress, so them triggers keep getting tapped. RP Malcolm, I promise to conquer and fill them gaps. Them corners leaving. What's up with you? Oh, yeah. What's up, nephew?